Friends, welcome to the Transformational Podcast, the podcast for field services traders who want to transform their business. I'm your host, Adrian Fedeni, and the owner of Transformation. We're a coaching and sales trading business for field services traders. Today, I'm very honored to bring Alan Dibb, serial entrepreneur, rebellious marketer, number one best-selling author. Alan's one-page marketing plan has received international acclaim, including being named one of the top 10 best marketing books by the Huffington Post. Alan Dib, welcome to the market. Hey, Adrian, such a pleasure to be on the show and, and the inaugural episode. What a what an honor. Mate, absolutely pleasure to have you on. Um, it's just like you've made a massive impact upon my life and heaps and heaps of plumbers, I'd say probably verging on 50 to 100 of my clients over the last two years, I would say, uh, possibly even before we even met, I'd loved your book. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you've made an impact. You were my coach last year, which was phenomenal. Was, it, was, yeah, indeed. it was an absolute gift. And uh, we just can't wait to sh tell the world, tell more of the plumbing world about you and, and what you do, mate. How awesome. How awesome. I can't wait. So, mate, I'd love to start with, uh, we've got lots of questions. Uh, what I'd love to know is, how have you got to today? What, what, what's, what's Alan Dibb's story um, from where you started, how you decided to become an international, well, I don't know if we decide to become an international bestseller, <laughs> but we, and that's some of the stuff that happens in the way. How have you got to where you are today, sir? Yeah, look, look, I'll tell you a little bit of the background because really about me is not that important. It's really what's more important is how can we impact some of the people who are listening and how can we, we transform that. But what I do want to say is I'm not an MBA. I'm not an academic. I'm not a PhD. I, in fact, I dropped out of university at a <laughs> uh, much earlier than I probably should have. But um, I, I was a dead broke IT geek. I guess si similar to how a lot of people are in the in the plumbing game, I was really good at what I did, right? I was technically really good at what I did. For, for me, my game was not plumbing, it was computers, but again, it's a, it was a technical exercise. I was really good at what I was doing. The customers I had loved us, um, but the problem is I didn't have enough customers coming through the door. And so that took me on a decade-long journey to really learn marketing, figure this stuff out. And, you know, I attended all the seminars. I read all the books, all of that sort of stuff. And I got value from all of them, like no, no doubt about it. But very few of them really helped me kind of go from start to end. So how do I, you know, I'd come back from a conference all excited, really cool ideas and stuff. And then I'd be like, okay, so what's step one? What do I do next? What do, what's step two? What's step three? And so when I wrote the book, I wanted to write the book for people who were in my position, who are, you know, plumbers, lawyers, doctors, technicians, electrical people, um, you know, and it'd be a step-by-step -step guide to how do we get clients in the door? And that's really was my goal. And that, that's, um, that's where we've gone. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's funny. I've been um, in and around marketing for 20 years and there's a lot of great stuff. There's a really great wealth of vast knowledge and experience and stuff out there. And I've studied 
so much different stuff. But when your book came out and I went bang, oh, this is it. It brings to, it brings back uh, all the key pieces and puts it in a digestible, easy to follow format that also too suits small business budgets as well. So it's it's mm. about marketing for an outcome. Um, and actually, we'll touch on that too because uh, uh, some of my tradies in the past, or some of my plumbers in the past, have thought I put out an ad. I'm supposed to get a lead. It's you're supposed to get an outcome, not necessarily a lead. And um, we'll, we'll definitely get to you to talk about direct response marketing. But when I found your book, it was like, wow, this is <laughs> so simple but brilliant. Thank you for writing it, sir. So, um, tell us a little bit now. You've been through, uh, uh, I guess, uh, the IT world. Now you're in, obviously in the, in the marketing and coaching space. Uh, I'd love to know uh, some of the biggest challenges you've faced in your business and, and your business career. What, what's kind of defined you as an individual? Um, look, I've had every challenge that probably most business owners have. But, you know, I, I've been awake at 3 a.m. wondering how am I going to pay, make payroll this, this week? Um, uh, I've, you know... Never, never went out of business. Never went bankrupt, but certainly got very close to the red line many times. Um, so uh, I've struggled with, you know, people management, employees, with with suppliers, with vendors, with clients, yeah. all of that. I've I've had every challenge that most people have in this kind of, uh, well, in any any kind of business really. So um, so I've been there, and I think. That that's another big differentiator. I, I know a lot of the people who write books; they're mainly um, authors, or they're academics, or they're from that kind of background, and they've never kind of had, you know, and I, I don't know how PG this podcast is, but you know, balls to the wall kind of thing, you know, like the plumbers, mate. <laughs> we, we swear, swear words, our um, <laughs> punctuation marks. Well, plumbers don't swear, but there might there, there might be some colourful metaphors, but um, but. You know, like, you know, we've, we've got our kind of, you know, balls on the line. Like, we, you know, it's our own money that we're risking. This is not an academic exercise. This is not something where you're we're a researcher or a writer or something like that. But, um, you, you know, so I'm first and foremost an entrepreneur, not an author. I mean, yes, I wrote a book, uh, but that was really uh, to help people through the journey that I had already been through multiple times. Like a vehicle, absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. So... So yeah, I, I, I've been there. I've experienced it. I've been in the trenches. I've been, you know, depressed because you know it's just not going well. I've been on a high because I've made a big sale. I've, you know, uh, been concerned about you know employees or clients leaving or, or whatever that sort of thing. So uh, I, I felt all of the all of the things that we do as entrepreneurs. You know, I've been on holidays where you you know you've had to be glued to your laptop or your phone because you don't have the right business systems and you know yeah. your wife or family is getting irritated and all of that because you're not present as well so so I've experienced all of those things I know what they're like um, and so uh, you know uh, I think the best way to coach is if you've been there before, right? So, so yes, you can help someone academically. Yes, you can help someone from research or whatever. But if you've been there and you've yeah. experienced those problems, I mean, you know what the people... E people empathy is huge. Yeah. Uh, I want to add to that, but before I add to that, what do you reckon is the biggest learning from, from all of that experience? My, my biggest learning is it was a conversation I had with one of my mentors early on and I was kind of really getting frustrated. I was saying... Uh, you know, uh, we're better than our competitors, but our competitors are doing better in the marketplace than we are. And uh, he said to me, well, when does someone find out that you're better than them? 
And I, and I said, well, obviously, when, when they deal with us, when they buy and all of this, and he said, well, before they buy, they only know how good your marketing is. So the best yeah. marketer wins every time. And that was like a lightning bolt moment for me. So it might seem obvious to everyone listening, but to me, that was a turning point. I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, they only, before they buy, they don't know how good I am. They, you know, they don't only know how good my marketing is. And so and he, he, he went a bit further. He said, you know, um, that... You know, marketplace is not fair, right? So the marketplace rewards people who are good at marketing, not necessarily people who are good at service or good at what they do. And and he said, you know, delivery, yeah, absolutely, exactly, exactly. You know, if if the most deserving people got the most money, you know, then nurses, firefighters, librarians would be the the most paid people in our society. But we know that that's that's not the case. So um, it, it it doesn't go to the deserving, unfortunately. Hundred percent. I, I I often compare uh, marketing with communication, and it's so appropriate to this world of COVID. And I I kind of tongue in cheek say to the guys, if if you're a a budding scientist and you've developed a cure for COVID nineteen and you've mm. got it, but you can't communicate to the powers that be, I can help the world i can help solve your problem mm. everybody suffers the, the clients miss out because they don't get a great experience you miss out because you don't get to get your mission completed by by helping everybody else yeah so it's great that you're a good plumber it's fantastic in fact yeah. it's probably a ticket to the game but you now need to learn how to communicate and all that being uh, marketing and sales so. well well being good at what you do is a customer retention tool right so yeah. if you're good at what you do a customer will come back and they'll refer people and that but it's not a customer acquisition tool so before you retain a customer you've got to acquire the customer so um, and marketing is the the tool that you use for customer acquisition so that's a different skill set to what you've got right now absolutely brilliant uh, there was a point I was going to add there. I'm trying to see if I can uh, quickly scowl through my memory to remember it. You were talking about, no, it's escaped me. I'm sure it'll pop back in my head in a moment or two. So let's move on. So um, before we jump in, and also too, we should set a bit of a, a scene for what's going to happen today. We're not going to go through the whole one-page marketing plan. Yeah. Um, we are going to specifically talk about boxes four and five, right, which right. is very, very powerful. Maybe before we jump to four, or five. Do you want to quickly give a brief overview of the whole plan in a minute or two, and then we'll um, jump into four and five. But before yep. I get you to do that, who inspires you in your industry, Mr. Dib? Um, I've got many people uh, that inspire me, and I've credited them in the book. So um, uh, I, I, I like some of the work that Seth Godin has done, Dean Jackson, James Schramko, um, uh, uh, Frank Kern has done some really cool stuff. So there's a lot of people. And, you know, I, I was very upfront in in the book in that, hey, I didn't invent all of this stuff. Like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, people who've really – uh, done a lot of great work in in their industry and in in the marketing arena especially, and so uh, I was pretty upfront in crediting those people for the work that they've done and the inspiration that that I've had. So uh, there are many people that I've got gotten pieces from, and you know it's added to my overall knowledge. I must admit, I, I agree with you in the sense that I feel like sometimes, and I had a real big issue about being a coach. It's funny, that's, I've, see, I told you I'd remember what I was going to do. 
I hated calling myself a coach because uh, I'll be blunt, in our industry, there are some pretty flaky uh, mm. people and I don't want to be negative. They're just back to what you said earlier, never owned a business, yeah. never even been in a business yeah. um, apart from the coaching business. And what I do consider myself to be, and it sounds like you're on the same page, is more of a translator of great content and materials. Mm. We bring it through our model of the world and relay it back to our um, our market, our community, our, our people yeah. in a simple way that's easy to digest and most importantly, to act upon and execute. Would, would you agree with that? I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, anyone who claims to have invented everything or whatever, um, it's usually, usually that claim is inaccurate and there's no, there's no need f for that. I mean, uh, I, I don't want my mechanic to have invented my car, right? I just want him to be a, a mechanic who, who will, will service it. I don't need him to be original or creative or anything like that. I just want him to be able to get me a result. Um, and so uh, that's the same with your community. That's the same with my community. And I'm upfront. There's very little to nothing that I've invented, but yep. I've been able to um, pull the best of the best and put it in a way that's easily digestible, that people can understand, that people can implement straight away. And um, and I, I credit, I openly credit all the sources that, that I've taken things from wherever I remember. I mean, so, yep. sometimes that, sometimes you just just don't remember where you heard something years ago or whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, it really doesn't matter where everything originated from and everything like that. It's, you know, can I help people get a result with it? And that's really what I'm focused on. I think it's so uh, fantastic that you honour them, but also too, you should take your, cre your credit where credit is due for being that translator because without that translator, all that great content doesn't mm. get used. Like my scenario before about the cure for sure. the disease, if you can't be that communicator to bridge the gap, so I'd, li I'd like to acknowledge you for being fantastic at, at, at translating that um, wealth of knowledge into something that's usable, yeah. actionable and executable, mate. Thank you. Nice. Okay, so... Before we jump on to my final question, I want, to, want you to give a brief overview of the one-page marketing plan. Um, give it, yeah, like, like we said, just, just a, a, a run through the whole thing. Um, and then we will spend some time focusing on my lead capture system and my lead nurturing system because when I've explained this to lots of my plumbing clients, that's where they get stuck the most. Mm. Over to you. Perfect, perfect. So, so... Here's the, here's the critical thing with lead nurturing. Um, uh, what, uh, and I put this to, I often put this to people who are in trades, whether they're electrical, plumbing or whatever. So um, what are the chances that the last time that the person hired you for their plumbing is the last time that they're ever going to need a plumber ever in their lives? You know, is, is that like, is that a likely thing? No, it's highly likely them or their family or their friends or someone will need a plumber again one, one day in their lives. And so um, what you want to do from a lead nurturing perspective is be the factor in their mind when they, they go to make a purchasing decision in the future. So, for example, um, I, I, I like literally I finished landscaping my house maybe about a month ago and now the grass is starting to grow and I need a guy who's going to be my regular lawnmower um, slash gardener and all of this sort of stuff. Now, I don't have any relationships with an existing gardener or lawnmower or whatever. So, uh, so in the absence of that, I go to Google or high pages or whatever, but if the, 
if had there been someone who kept in touch with me on a regular basis, who, um, uh, who you know, maybe once a month sent me a newsletter or something like that, or maybe uh, curated some content related uh, to what it is, they would be the person who would be top of mind who I would reach out to. Why would I work with a stranger rather than um, someone who'd, who'd built a relationship with me? But um, there was, was no such person. So I did the default thing, which is either go to Google or go to high pages and get people to come in and, and do a quote. Nothing terribly wrong with that, but, um, you know, someone who had kept in touch with me and it could have been the guy who used to be, my lawnmower at my previous housemate two two years ago. He 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 never kept in in touch with me. I don't even remember his name or his phone number or anything like that. Um, and so I've just just gone to to the default. So um, he would have been very smart to have kept in touch with me for a while, and then he probably would have had another bigger account. I, I say this to plumbers all the time. Just because you're at someone's house three months, six months, twelve months ago. Uh, don't think that they remember who you are. Like, yes, you were just another task, another action inside the day. And it's not that people are cold or, or unkind or anything like that. They've just got a thousand other things vying for mm. their attention. Family, kids, debts, bills, whatever the case may be, health concerns. And yes, he was a great plumber. Yes, he was a great service provider. But I can't remember his name. I don't know where he I don't know what his mobile number is. So if if you don't go and market to them, you've lost them. You potentially have lost them forever. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, it, it cost you money to acquire them in the beginning. You paid for ads. You paid for, you know, if it was back in the day, might have been the yellow pages or it might have been a Google ad or a Facebook ad. So you paid to acquire that customer and then you haven't kept in touch and that's it. Now you've got to go and acquire, expensively acquire another customer rather than, you know, maximizing the use of that asset. Absolutely. So lead capture system, um, that, so we kind of touched there on the lead, the lead uh, nurture system. What about um, more about the lead capture system? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the lead capture system is all about um, capturing the people who are interested but not right now. And that's the vast majority of people. Uh, I'll give you an example. So um, uh, if I'm uh, if I'm looking to buy a car, it's unlikely I wake up this mo uh, one morning and say, I think I want to buy a car, and then I go down to the dealership and buy the car that day, right? That's probably an unlikely thing to, to happen. I don't know. Maybe it does happen, but I would say it's rare. So think about the last time you went to buy a car. Maybe you were thinking about, should I buy this model or that model? And you were kind of comparing, you know, what's the power, what's the, what's the whatever features, the comfort, all of this sort of stuff. So you were probably... 90 days or more away, uh, starting to think about it, it was starting to become a significant factor in your mind before you made that purchasing decision. So you might have gone for a test drive, you maybe were thinking, of weighing the pros and cons, reading reviews, all of that sort of stuff. So if someone could help you through that process, they would probably be a significant factor in your mind when you went to make that purchasing decision. You know, it's funny, uh, I, and I've been in this situation before where I've gone to a car dealership and they're like hey are you serious about, about buying today what do we have to do to get you into a car today right so that they're interested in the people who are ready to buy today and i understand that i mean they've got quotas to meet and all of that but the really smart guys they're the guys who will keep in touch with you over time because they know 
um, you might make a purchasing decision in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, a year, two years, whenever, and you want to, you want them to be the significant factor when when you make that decision. So yeah, it's um, very, very important. It's very, very interesting. I, I've noticed, and I, I believe I had the same philosophy when I owned my own plumbing business too. You always thought I put out marketing material, I'll get leads, I'll get clients. Actually, in fact, you didn't even think it, you didn't even think of leads. Leads didn't even exist. You just thought I'm going to get a customer immediately. Yeah. And just because you do a letterbox drop and you've got something in the customer's house doesn't mean anything's broken. There's there may not be anything to fix for three, six, nine months. Yeah. So it's it's important, um, and we might even talk about uh, cadence and rhythm as stuff like that, like with letterbox drops and and so on. But just because you're ready to do their work doesn't mean they're ready to buy from you as well. Exactly, exactly. And it's a, it's a small percentage of people. It's about roughly about 3% of the marketplace who are ready to buy it today. And they're the people who are calling your phone, sending email inquiries, all of that sort of stuff. And they're great. You want to do... But everyone knows how to deal with them, and there's a lot of competition for that 3%. Everybody's trying to get them. But if, if you're a smart uh, operator, you'll know how to deal with that additional 7% who are open to buying, and then there's a further 30% who are interested but not right now. So that increases your uh, addressable market from just that 3% up to 40% of the marketplace right. if you know how to keep that conversation on with people who are interested but not right now and this also adds into um or leads into my philosophy is don't try to market um a lot of our clients are in sydney we've definitely got clients in victoria melbourne and and rural victoria and so on but rather than trying to service the entire part of sydney because you want to stay top of mind pick your little locality you've got x amount of trucks pick maybe the the northern beaches and then just get into, because also to money is a finite resource, meaning that it runs out. You don't have money to spend um, uh, continuously on marketing or anything for that matter and start to get into some sort of rhythm and cadence. And, and, and um, I th uh, cadence is just a fancy word for rhythm of whether it be leaflet drops or whether it be direct mail or whatever, whatever the um, actual uh, media or channel you use to get to your market. Mm -hmm. What do you think from a maintenance plumbing company that can be very reactionary? We're kind of talking block drains, burst pipes, hot waters, maybe some other bits and bobs uh, around the house that is not so much um, long-term sales, but they're pretty much um, yeah. almost reactionary sales. Yes. What yep. kind of cadence would you have um, for, I mean, there's something like when we do a marketing calendar, we have the whole 12 months. Uh I mean, can you talk to that point? I mean, it doesn't have to with some yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of tactical action. What would you, what do you think an average plumbing company should be doing? Yeah, so so for the reactive kind of stuff, block drains or or, or whatever, um, th there's a there's a few things um, there's a few things to do. Um, so. Uh, Yes, you do need to be on that Google ad that says, yes, available 24-7 and the phone number and, and all of that sort of thing and um, uh, available in that, those sorts of mediums. Um, the other thing that uh, you really want to do is um, have the ability for someone to be able to to refer you, for you to be their guy. So you know how, you know, you'll ask your, your friend or something like that, um, I've got back pain, oh, my, my chiropractor, he's my guy, he's the best guy, go to, go to, go to my guy, right? So you wanna be the guy um, or, or girl, we don't wanna be sexist here, of course, yeah, but of course not. <laughs> uh, um, that, um, that, that people re can recommend you or, um, 
or can say, hey, this is the guy to unblock your grains or this is the guy who will help you um, with whatever problem you, you've got. And so if you can arm your customer base and your referral network with something that they can give other people, so it could be a... Um, uh, it, it could be a uh, like a little magnet that they have on their fridge. I know that that's sometimes done in trades, but uh, for bi bigger stuff, it could even be a brochure or it could be something that you can arm your referral network so that when they hear um, their friend on Facebook saying, "Ah, oh, damn, we've got blocked drains or, or whatever," immediately clicks in their mind, "Hey, go you know, go see my guy or go see my girl," and so on. It also makes sense, uh, and I just thought of this right now. Being uh, 2020 in the age of, of online, digital, et cetera, may, maybe rather than a magnet, maybe you could have some sort of QR code or some yeah. link or some yeah. page. Um, I know also we're going to definitely talk about your um, – you've got an amazing offer too with your MBA um, program. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's – like I fell off my chair when I saw what it's priced at at the moment, and I strongly advise everyone listening to this podcast – get on it and Ellen will talk about it before we're through today. Um, do you have like referral plans or referral programs on how to do them inside that um, MBA or? Yeah. So we, inside MBA, uh, MBA is short for marketing and business Academy. We cover all sorts of aspects of marketing from referrals, email marketing, um, what to do on your website, um, what to do with business systems. So uh, we, we cover all sorts of aspects and we've got a Q&A. Q so if you've got a specific question or on something, we, we can cover that as well. Um, so yeah, um, it's, uh, it's a really cool program. Uh, I'm enjoying delivering it and uh, we've, we've gotten a lot of great feedback so far. It's funny, uh, we've been obviously talking to Claire, who is your right-hand lady, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Claire uh, and Coletta and I uh, must have been uh, experiencing a bit of telepathy. We were talking about something else that's really fundamental for tradies. There's uh, my bugbear, there's a lot of digital agencies out there that don't do the right thing. I guess it's kind of like the business coach sector too, that um, mm. maybe through lack of experience, I'm not quite sure what happens, but there's a lot of guys that uh, I've experienced a lot of bad luck uh, or not so much bad, bad service stories. And we were going to get a handout uh, from you with all the key, um, I guess, uh, checklists you should have for your website, like your domain should be registered by yourself and you should own that, your DNS, your all this stuff might not make sense to everyone listening, but we can definitely go into it deeper. What do you believe should be um, in the hands of the business owner when it comes to your website, Alan? So... Your website has to do three things on the homepage above the fold. Um, so um, it's got to say what you do, how it makes my life better, and what should I do next. So many people are like, you know, they either try to be cute or uh, clever or whatever, um, but it's got to be super clear. For a trade, you've got to make sure your phone number is prominent, that it's clickable from a mobile phone. So if I visit it on my mobile phone, I can just click the number and it, and it will dial you. Um, so very basic usability things. Um, and especially if you're in a reactive kind of business, um, uh, it's something that's really going to be super important that it loads super fast, it's easy. It, it, it tells me what your differentiator is. You know, what, it, what does it do? How does it make my life better? What should I do next? And also, too, um, what about the asset itself? Uh, what what kind of logins and, and codes should the business owner make sure that they've got 
access, not only got access, but have hold it. Would you would you say like um, obviously you're hosting in your domain? Of course, yeah. C, I know cPanel doesn't make a great deal of sense if you're just starting out in business, but there's definitely stuff that you should be hanging on to yourself as a business owner, so you're not held ransom by some some rogue company. Not and also too, I don't want to be all negative. There, there, there's probably what five percent of people in the whole world that are rogue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely stuff that you as a business owner should be aware of and take your own personal responsibility to maintain your. Um, I guess, uh, sovereignty when it comes to owning your own website. Um, yeah, well, 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 well th these are all assets, right? And so you want to be the, the landlord, not the tenant. So, you know, uh, uh, so it's, if, if you're on a, on, on a third-party platform like uh, on Facebook or High Pages or whatever, you're a tenant, right? And that's okay. Uh, it's, th that's part of the strategy. But as much as possible, you want to own your own assets, which is, as you rightly say, your website, your domain, all of those sorts of things. And so you want those under your control as much as possible. Yeah, cool. Uh, we, we, uh, any other points you want to bring up before I, uh, we start to, to wrap this up? I've got one final question I'd love to ask you, but is there anything else that you think would be really beneficial for um, our target market at, at Plumbers? We also work with electricians, but we definitely, from, from, from working with you, we, all of our marketing, all of our messaging is to plumbers. Yep. Um, but like you've told me in the past, if, if an electrician comes along, we definitely take them on board as well. Yep. Is there anything that you think would be um, beneficial or you'd like to add before I ask you the final question? I, I think the one thing is uh, what you could all do, and I'm, this is what I see least done in all, all of the trades, is um, really focus on... Uh, keeping in touch with your past clients because, um, you know, speaking to old business is often the best way to get new business. And I often p get people who are in kind of, you know, who are in uh, businesses that seem to be boring or whatever, say, well, what am I going to send in a monthly newsletter or, or whatever? You know, how much can I talk about plumbing or how much can I talk about electrical? And, you know, 80% of the value of your newsletter or whatever else is just you showing up in their lives on a regular basis. So you don't even have to talk about plumbing or you don't even have to talk about electrical. It's just, just keep in touch. You know, it could be what's happening in the local area or the neighborhood, what events are, are happening or whatever. And that's essentially information that you send out that's sponsored by, by your company. Of course, you, you, you would mention uh, products and services. So like, for example, my local electrician i get his newsletter every month and i haven't unsubscribed and the reason is you know he he shows the latest cool gadgets uh, that they're they're doing they do a bit of home automation and uh, and i'm a bit of a geek i'm into that sort of stuff um they got into kind of like really high power cameras and things like that i ended up spending over four thousand dollars on a high power camera which i really did didn't need but um you know i'm overlooking the bay and i thought i'll, I'll zoom in on some of the boats and things like that um and that's because you know, his newsletter isn't anything kind of special at all. It's just like, hey, we, we came across this cool gadget or we did this this way or whatever. And um, uh, so I, 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 give it a, I give it some time every month when it comes through. Um, and so it keeps me interested. And so when I need an electrician, he's going to be my guy, right? He, he's really uh, done, done all the work to make sure that you maintain his client. I love that. Yep. So the final question, so part of uh, Transformation, we have a, and we've trademarked the line, learn today, earn tomorrow. So everything that nice. we, uh, it, it, it balances around that we want to make it practical like traders, we want to make it practical, we'll give you some content, 
look, let's be honest, tradies, we never really loved school. We wanted to get in and get out as fast as we can. We want to learn something today that can make me some money tomorrow or this afternoon would be even better. So what I would love to know, what is something you've uh, learnt recently that you could share with uh, our audience? What have I learnt recently? Um, so really, um, for me, uh, what I've implemented recently is uh, partitioning my week. So, um, and, and, you know, it may or may not be possible for some people. I would say it'd be possible for the vast majority of people. So, for example, I keep Monday usually free of client calls. Um, I really focus on you know, getting a lot done that, that day. So I, I might even do it like a 12-hour day on a Monday because, you know, start of my week, I've got a lot of energy. Um, I can clear through my email backlog. I can get a few things done. Um, and then as the week goes, I, I make my days shorter. So on a Tuesday, I'll do maybe like a normal eight-hour day. On a Wednesday, I do maybe three quarters of a day. On a Thursday, I do a half day. And Fridays, mostly I take take Fridays off. Lovely. Um, so, and I partition my week. So uh, I have days that are just full of client calls. Um, and then I have days where I've got kind of focus time. So uh, I think that's, that's what I've implemented and learned recently. I love it. We do the same thing. Mondays, we have, no, we have team planning, um, all, all our meetings for us internally, no client-facing stuff on a Monday. Nice. So we can set the week up, mate. Love it. Thank you, Alan. I can't thank you enough. We're going to have links to uh, Alan Dibb's uh, MBA, which is the Marketing Business Academy. Have I got the name right? Yep, Marketing and Business Academy. That's it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, $97 at the moment per month? Yeah, so we were actually going to launch it at $1,000 a month and we will be going back to that price point, but because of the whole COVID situation and we just wanted to help and impact as many people as possible, so we've got it down literally a tenth of the price, which is at $97 a month. And if you, if you um, join at that rate, you'll stay at that rate forever. So um, now's the time. I'm going to almost enforce that uh, all of my clients, um, not that I want to be authoritarian or anything for that matter, but I want to make sure that uh, all of our clients get on it. At $97, it's a no-brainer. I, I literally fell off my chair. I think I picked up the phone and called you immediately. I went, what the hell? It's definitely $1,000 uh, per month worth of value there. Sure. So I highly recommend check it out. Uh, the one-page marketing plan is Alan's book. Um, any more books on the horizon, uh, Alan? Or I, is that I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing another book uh, this year. So I'm working on it right now. Please let us know, mate. We'd <laughs> love to uh, share, share your word. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, we wish you all the best and look forward to chatting with you very soon with the release of the new book. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Transformational. For more on Alan, you can follow him on Instagram or Facebook at SuccessWise. Check out the show notes for some great links to some free resources that Alan has provided for listeners, including your own one-page marketing plan canvas. Also, too, there's a link to his MBA program. It's well-valued over a 1000 bucks a month. It's only $97 with this link. Check it out. Phenomenal value. Can't wait to see you. Love you all. See you next time.